Good evening. Our top stories tonight. Cooper Cup is still him. Cooper Cup is still a top five wide receiver in the NFL in fantasy football. And he very well could be the wide receiver one overall once again, as he's been for the past two years, at least if you count points per game as we do because we're good at this. All that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. Yes, Cooper Cup was the wide receiver one. And if I recall correctly, there was a certain analyst, a certain fantasy football counselor, if I recall correctly, that said if Cooper Cup finished as the wide receiver one, he would retire. And that didn't happen because, of course, he is a liar. Oh, but it didn't count because it was points per game and not over the full season. Don't care. Cooper Cup is phenomenal. Cooper Cup did exactly what he did the year before, and that's just dominate. Put up wide receiver one overall numbers, 10.9 targets per game. That is second among all wide receivers. 8.3 receptions per game. That is first. 90.2 receiving yards per game. That is third. Seven TDs, even though He only played nine games. His seven touchdowns are still 14th among all wide receivers. 22.4 PPR points per game for Cooper Cup. That is first. That even beats Justin Jefferson. And that's just who Cooper Cup is. He gets open at will. He is crafty. He can run after the catch. He can do all of these amazing things. Happy to have Toronto Dave on the show. The fantasy plumber just moved a 10 for cup whisper mustache. Congratulations to me. That is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Cooper cup is absolutely a win. Now option last year. He was number three in target share at 31%. He was number four in target rate. Target rate of course is targets per receiving route run. He was fourth in that at 31 and a half. So 31.5% of the time, nearly two thirds of the time when Cooper cup runs a route, the ball is going to him. That is just dominant air yards, 34 and a half air yard share. That is number 12 among wide receivers and his yards per team pass attempt fifth Cooper cup. He gets the volume because he deserves it. His efficiency is beyond words a 52.3 dominator dominator rating that is first among all receivers 2.61 yards per route run that is seventh among all wide receivers 2.15 target separation that is 11th and his 0.65 fantasy points per route run were second among all wide receivers cooper cup you know he's the real deal but he still is. This is not an injury that is going to derail Cooper Cup. And we're going to talk about that more right after this word from the Podfather. Oh, hey, it's a Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools. 
a database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also breakout finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall breakout finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players. And then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, there he is. So go to the app store, go to Google play. It's five bucks to get the breakout finder. And then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats. Go download it and thank me later. Now, I know inevitably someone is going to comment, probably not during the stream, because it never happens during the stream. You are all amazing, the people who actually tune in live, the people who get the show. But there's always someone after the fact. Every couple episodes, oh, you're the idiots that said that Steve Smith is an idiot for saying Cooper Cup sucks. Come on, I didn't even work here then. The Podfather has apologized. What what more do you want? Do you do you want me to apologize every single episode for someone else who I didn't even work for at the time being wrong about Cooper Cup and then later apologizing for it? Because that would be silly if we had to apologize every single show for what we've done wrong and what we've apologized for and what we'll continue to apologize for. Cooper Cup is him. Cooper Cup is phenomenal. Cooper Cup for Etienne. Love that. Get Cooper Cup. He is a win now piece. Would you trade Chubb for Cup? I still have Jeff Wilson, McKinnon, Sanders, and Pollard. I, if you're a win now team, I'd rather have Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is more likely to have difference making performances. Don't get me wrong. Chubb is great. Chubb will finish as a back end RB1, but he's never going to catch 50 passes. He's never going to reach into that upper echelon. So Cooper cup who could actually be a full on difference maker. And the Browns want to pass more this year as well. So I'd go with Cooper cup. I'd rather have Cooper cup for this year. So if you're not a contender, I guess it doesn't really matter because Nick Chubb's getting up there in age. Yeah. Cooper cup is more of a win now piece. And He's going to be good for a couple of years. Cooper, he's just phenomenal. Really? He is just so freaking good. And it's going to continue. It was a high ankle sprain for Cooper Cup. And yeah, he could have come back. He could have. The season was long enough. There was enough left in the season that Cooper Cup could have come back from the high ankle sprain. But what was the point? There wasn't one. Just bottom out, get healthy for next year. And that's what Cooper Cup did. He will have no issues from the high ankle sprain by September. He won't at all. It will be a distant memory, which is why I don't understand why the buzz on Cooper Cup is just so low. I mean, it's fatigue at this point, but Cooper Cup just needs, he needs his flowers. Cooper Cup absolutely needs his flowers. Matthew Stafford's going to be back too. Matthew Stafford is going to be back for the Los Angeles Rams. 
They're going to have a competent quarterback for the entire season. If anything happens to him, Stetson Bennett will step in, and Stetson Bennett has quite the arm. So, and really, he was Stafford's roommate all the way back at Georgia. So it makes sense that these guys would work well together with Cooper Cup. But no matter what, Cooper Cup is the safest floor and highest ceiling you can get. An absolutely win now piece. The sta- is, is Stafford a limiting factor, though? Because Stafford is just going to target and target and target. Who's the competition there? Van Jefferson? Tutu Atwell? No, I'm not worried about those guys. I'm not worried about Tyler Higby. Not at all. So Cooper Cup, he is going to eat. He is going to get targeted to hell. I really could use some depth on my team. Should I trade AJ Brown for Chubb plus Kirk? I would check the Dynasty Dominator to confirm, but at face value, that seems okay. I think I would want younger and more pieces because AJ Brown's still so young. Kirk's young, but Chubb is a win now piece. So it depends on your roster. I don't know. I think I might want something a little bit juicier for AJ Brown. Nick Chubb just doesn't really get it done for me. Oh no. Saw someone trade cut for Hopkins slash Madison. Why? We don't know where Hopkins is going to go. If he stays, his fantasy ceiling is down and Madison is pure projection. He's not going to be a bell cow for the entire season. No, Ty Chandler's going to mix in. We're going to see Kane and Wong Wu. They might even sign Leonard Fournette. They could sign Ezekiel Elliott. They could sign Kareem Hunt. They could sign one of these castoffs after they cut Dalvin Cook. They could even bring Dalvin Cook back at a reduced number once he realizes what his market actually is. So no, Cooper Cup over Hopkins and Madison. Absolutely. Cooper Cup is the most win-now piece possible. But also in Redraft, aren't uh, aren't forgetting about Cup. He's going first round in Redraft. Okay, well, that's good. It's just in the dynasty streets, he's getting forgotten. He really is. He's being completely washed out. And I know there's all the fun toys. Garrett Wilson is amazing. But this year, Cooper Cup will be better than Garrett Wilson. Sorry, health-wise. Stafford is healthy. Cup is a smash. Even if he's not healthy, though, Stetson Bennett's an upgrade over John Wolford, over a couple snaps of... Actually, I don't think they ever played together, Baker Mayfield, but yeah, either way. Cup has two seasons over 1,000 yards receiving. Well, he did also tear the ACL, which ruined a 1,000-yard season, and I think there was another season after that where he was... or didn't reach 1,000 after the ACL. Cup equals 30. That's why I'm saying win now, but even still, Cooper Cup has another four years in him. They're five years potentially playing in the slot late in into his mid thirties, like Larry Fitzgerald in dynasty going in the third, fourth round. Oh, geez. Yeah, that is an absolute steal. Cooper cup. I keep saying it, but win now he is an absolute win now piece. Obviously these rookies are not win now pieces, but we've got updates on them. We have, you know, player profiler we adjust our rankings every single week that's why we are the best at what we do and before i get into that why don't we hear from the podfather about our dynasty process with the dynasty dominator app 
Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. It's going to be well worth it. I promise the Dynasty Dominator app is phenomenal, as is the Dynasty Deluxe. You can get the Dynasty Deluxe by itself, or you can get it as part of the all-in package. Use promo code JACK when you sign up. Help me out. Use my promo code because I got to beat Maddie. We can't let Maddie Kiwoom win this competition. No, we cannot. Fantasy footballers rank him as their number one wide receiver for the season. Again, in redraft, no one is forgetting about him. Good. Absolutely good. But the Dynasty, it's too, it's gone too far in Dynasty. He's still going to be around for another four years, which is the championship window anyways. It's a Cooper Cup. He's being, yeah. Marvin Mims is my dude. Yeah. Well, these two players play different positions. Chubb being 27 isn't the same as Cooper Cup being 30. 27 is already past the age apex. We have never seen a running back this late into their career. Or not never, but in recent memory, we have not seen a running back reach that high-end running back ones. And so, because I want to win now, give me Cooper Cup over Nick Chubb. Cooper Cup is going to make more of an impact this year, next year, and then in three years, they're both going <laughs> to... Cooper Cup's still going to be in the NFL in three years. I don't know if Nick Chubb will be. If he is, he's not going for 1,000 yards. So no, give me Cooper Cup, absolutely. You're hanging on for Chubb. For what? Another thousand yards this year? Another thousand yards next year? Maybe? Run it. The, the curve for running backs is a lot quicker than wide receiver, my friend. But anyways, back to these rookies. The biggest mover among our dynasty updates, Sam Laporta. 20.42 lifetime value points he has gained. Sam Laporta is moving up and that's because he's probably going to start week one now we didn't think so initially we initially had him behind brock Wright on our depth charts but that's just veteran deference that's just how nfl teams actually work we want to get all excited about all these draft picks but they have to earn it detroit Lions are going to make sam laporta earn it but it sounds like it's going to happen he's going to beat out brock Wright. going to beat out james mitchell going to beat out shane zilstra and so, if Sam Laporta is starting from day one, that changes his three-year projection, which shoots him up in Dynasty. Nobody has a bad thing to say about Mims anywhere. Shouldn't he get back into the... I mean, I'd be all right if he was in the back of the first, but 
I think he's he's where is he? Is he going in the third at all? I think I've heard that he's slipped into the third from time to time. Marvin Mims, it's a tragedy. He is underrated. People do complain a little bit about his height and weight, but his prospect profile was just so elite. He's not one of our biggest movers. He didn't move at all. Or, well, he moved a while back when he got drafted, but hasn't moved recently. Rashi Rice, though, has moved. He has adjusted, and that is part of the hype. Now, we have to adjust with popular sentiment. We do. When the public values Rashi Rice because he's playing with Patrick Mahomes, we have to update. Now, we'll still keep it in line where you might not get Rashi Rice. You probably will, but... We're kind of neutral on Rashi Rice. He sees a bump. He only has to beat out Sky Moore and MVS long-term. He's going to be an outside receiver for them. Or he's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster because he has drawn those comparisons up 14.9 lifetime value points. And then the rest, much smaller. Eric Gray, he goes up 6.15 lifetime value points. And that's because Saquon Barkley's holding out. Saquon Barkley has not signed his franchise tag. We don't know when he will. And so that means Eric Gray is going to be getting first team reps with the New York Giants. He just is. He's going to beat out Jay Sean Corbin. He's going to beat out Gary Brightwell. It's going to be Eric Gray and Matt Breida with the first team offense until Saquon Barkley comes back. So he sees a bump for that. Michael Mayer sees a bump. He is clearly going to be the starting tight end for the Raiders from day one, plus 3.58 lifetime value points. Love Michael Mayer. Better than Austin Hooper. Better than OJ Howard. Absolutely. And finally, a little bit of a bump, just plus 1.34 lifetime value points for Travion Williams, the Bengals backup running back. And that's because he's getting the hype to be first crack for the Samaje P. Ryan role. Now, ultimately, it's probably going to end up being a bit of a committee behind Joe Mixon. It's going to be a bit of Travion Williams. It's going to be a bit of Chase Brown. It's going to be a bit of Chris Evans. But Travion Williams getting the potential first crack at it, he could end up with a couple of weeks where you're not starting him in fantasy because you're never going to do that. But he's fantasy viable because he vultures some touchdowns or gets some receptions. So Travion Williams moving up slightly. Moving down, though, two players moving down significantly. A couple other guys, little little bits of shuffles. DK Metcalf, shuffle him just a little bit down because Jackson Smith and Jigba is him. But KJ Osborne dropping significantly and probably going to continue to drop because Jordan Addison, he's going to be number two on the Vikings and targets. He's going to beat TJ Hawkinson, who moves down a little bit too. Jordan Addison is the perfect compliment to Justin Jefferson. So KJ Osborne moves down and even further Leonard Fournette, uncle Len dropping down 30.84 lifetime value points. Leonard Fournette has lost. The fact that he has remained unsigned is a bad thing. The NFL does not believe in Leonard Fournette the way that we thought they did. The way we hoped that they did, we thought that he would be. We thought Leonard Fournette would be well signed by now. So unless there's a big change and there's an injury, and Leonard Fournette comes in to save the day, Leonard Fournette just dropping significantly. That'll bring us to 
Trey Lance, a report came out today that Trey Lance has been working with Patrick Mahomes quarterback coach Jeff Christensen and that he's as competitive as Patrick Mahomes. That's why they work so well together. They've actually all three worked out together. Trey Lance, Patrick Mahomes, Jeff Christensen. Wow. And then you go on to read that Trey Lance, he had some arm soreness. It was just he'd throw, have an aggressive throwing day, and then he'd have to rest. He'd have to ice his arm. It just would not feel particularly well. And so they had to change that because that is obviously not acceptable for a starting quarterback. So they changed Trey Lance's throwing motion. And this took longer than usual. Usually, apparently, it usually takes one day to figure out what's going wrong with the throw. For Trey Lance, it took four days of throwing to even figure out what was wrong so they could correct it. But they did. The pain is gone. And Trey Lance... He's still got a shot to be the 49ers starting quarterback week one. We feel as though it's going to be Sam Darnold. We feel as though Darnold is going to beat him out. And yes, Lance did have a broken finger that didn't heal properly. And this led to him again, having some wonky issues with his throw. So yeah, Trey Lance, he's working on it. He's getting better. Once upon a time, Andy Isabella worked out with Randy Moss. That is true. That is hilarious. But no, I think the bigger takeaway, not that he's working out with Mahomes, but that he's not sore the day after throwing too hard anymore. That is a good thing for Trey Lance. So we'll see. There is still a chance it could still happen. So we're rooting for you, Trey Lance. We'll see if it works out. He could beat out Sam Darnold and if he does hold on to the job, if he does beat out Sam Darnold, and if he does perform well early in the year, there's no guarantee that Brock Purdy takes this job back. Finally, that will bring us to news across the NFL. Of course, our condolences to the family of Jim Brown, former NFL running back legend for the Cleveland Browns has passed away at age 87. Our thoughts are with Jim Brown, his family, his loved ones, his fans, all those impacted by his passing. Truly truly a legend in the NFL. Man, we also have some updates on Samaj P. Ryan. Again, significant role in Denver expected. Ooh, scary. Crazy. Who could have expected? Except us. Chris Harris, defensive back, slot cornerback, played for the New Orleans Saints last year, plays for the Chargers and the Broncos in the past. He isn't looking to do this training camp nonsense. Chris Harrison and Dominican Sue, they are passing. They are saying, no, take a hike training camp. We'll sign during the season. And now it worked out a little bit better for Dominican Sue than Chris Harris. Chris Harris seems to have lost more of a step than Sue, but this is becoming more of a thing that these veterans, they want to ring, but they don't want to do the work. And they know, hey, I'm better than a lot of these guys that you're going to have on your active roster, if not. So just sign me late. So Chris Harris, he's looking to be a mercenary and Dominican Sue looking to be a mercenary. Sue will be far more impactful. Like he was pretty impactful for the Philadelphia Eagles for a spell. Speaking of the Eagles, Lane Johnson has been fully cleared after undergoing adductor surgery, which is the muscle that brings your leg in essentially. So 
lower body core surgery, Lane Johnson. Three months later, he is cleared. He is good to go. The Eagles are going to be dominant once again. And the final, I told you so, is Devontae Adams. It has now come out report. Oh, Devontae Adams trading him just not in the cards right now. It would be too much. It would be too expensive to trade Devontae Adams. They would take too much of a cap hit. They can't afford to do that. So it looks like Devontae Adams is here for the next two years. And that is why you listen to Player Profiler today. Because days after I tell you the headline, that's when everyone else starts talking about it. 